0: This is Heather, this is Kelly, and Ella, and you're listening to Living the South Life. Welcome to Living the South Life. Good afternoon, Kelly.
1: Good afternoon, Heather.
0: There's no Ella today. She's absent
1: right outside that door. She
0: is right outside that door. I'm sure we'll hear from her in a minute. Um, I think today's topic for our podcast is about small business, starting a small business. Okay. We were going over some of the questions and what was your comment?
1: I would love to know the answer to these (laughs) (laughs) two. I'm still trying to figure it out. Ah,
0: It's just funny. Um, so that's what we're we're taking a break from talking about Jimmy Sewing back renovations yep. and and we're gonna kind of dive back in. I think we're all tired from that.
1: Process. We're all tired from that process.
0: Yeah, they're uh, they're still abating asbestos as we speak. So, um, so anyway, all right, Macy, yeah. what's our first question? This one might be an easy one for you to answer. Okay, probably. all so right. It's how did you come up with the name for your company?
1: how did I come up with a name for our company? That's always the easy part for me. Like I will literally lay in bed and think of a name and I'm, then I build a company around it. And Heather gets so aggravated with me. Like we'll <laughs> literally be riding down the road and I'll like, laugh. okay.
0: <laughs> what about what this? <laughs> what about this name? Yeah. And uh, so Kelly, I mean, prolific with names yeah. for companies. Yeah. So I think, you know, we always have these super long answers to these what seems like a really easy question. You know, but I think in order to get to the name of Southlife, you have mm-hmm. to talk about Lizzie J's because Southlife came out of Lizzie J's. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. tell everybody the story of how how you named Lizzie J's.
1: Cali. Yeah, so this is a that's a really great story. Um, so you know, I had my very first company that I started was Cobra cords and that was a parachute cord company. We made little bracelets and keychains and stuff like that. And it was before the whole parachute cord thing got really, really big. And uh, so I was on the cutting edge of that, you know, I was, you know, probably about three years ahead of the curve on that one. Um, But we, you know, I, I had opened up a few wholesale accounts with it. You know, that was where, you know, I went to my first, uh, Wholesale show, which was the Rattlesnake Roundup in Wiggum, Georgia. You know, it was a huge success. I told, I think I sold two bracelets. I think I've talked about that in the past. Gave about 10 away. Um, so, you know, but out of Cobra Cords is where Lizzie J's was born because I was using some little 9 millimeter uh, empty bullet casings that uh, Heather's uncle had given me. And, um, was using those for the clasp on the bracelets. And you know, that's when Heather, you know, long story for short answer, um, you know, I think at that point I was in between jobs. Heather was, had been laid off I think at that point or was kind of doing some kind of part-time pharmaceutical, uh, a job and so I was at home kind of figuring out what I wanted to do for the rest of my life or with the rest of my life and you know uh, we were broke we were literally like scraping the bottom of the barrel and um, I think that's when it was right around Thanksgiving and Heather came in one evening and I was upstairs you know kind of messing around and uh, trying to make some new parachute cord you know product that I could try and take and sell somewhere um, and she came in, and she's like, yeah, you know, Thanksgiving this weekend. I, I really wish I had some cool earrings to wear to Thanksgiving. And uh, I was like, you know, broke, and I you know, I felt really bad, and I was just kind of looking around, you know, because I didn't really want to make eye contact with her because I was so broke, and I couldn't buy her any earrings. You know, I'd always been pretty proud of being able to do that kind of stuff, and I couldn't do it. Um, and I saw the, the little jar of bullets casing sitting there, and I was like, well, hey, I could make you a pair of earrings out of these you know like in my mind i had this vision of what these grand and glorious earrings were going to be and heather's like oh my god like oh "Oh." yeah that's exactly what i was thinking (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't i know what i was thinking but what were you thinking they were going to look like
0: oh i thought they were going to look like shotgun shells hanging from my ears like I had no idea like I didn't I was a girly girl I don't hunt I don't fish I don't kill things I save spiders I put them outside like so like you know we had a random shotgun in our house behind some door I'm sure growing up that my dad would have like beat somebody with I'm not sure that he would have even ever like shot someone so like this was just very very alien to you, alien to me. I mean, I had no idea what a bullet looked like. I hadn't, I didn't know the difference. And so the only reference point I had is we had a friend that, you know, had a Christmas tree several years before that that had like shotgun shell Christmas tree lights on it. So all I'm thinking is, oh my god, do you think they're gonna light
1: up or? I mean, like all
0: I could think was you were gonna like some fish hook thing, and like <laughs> it was, you know, like it was gonna be hanging from my ear like this, and it's just all this plastic and. So, that's what I'm thinking is going to be the case. Um, so, it was not the case. It was not the case. And so, we right. ended up with, you know, this amazing pair of earrings that yep. were awesome.
1: Yep. So, what I did was, you know, on my hiatus from an actual real job, I was trying to also, you know, at the same time as, you know, Crafty Kelly, I was trying to do some stuff like that. And I was also trying to fix our house because it was in some disrepair. So, one of the things was our upstairs toilet was leaking I couldn't afford a plumber but I could afford to go to Lowe's and buy the cheapest little pipe cutter that I could find right it was like three dollars and 85 cents or something so I just recently used that um, on our toilets and so I had nothing else to cut these bullets with so I used that pipe cutter to cut our first pair of bullet earrings with right Ball on them. That's right. Yeah. Balling on a budget. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You know. Um so I finally, you know, it took me I think it pretty much took me the rest of that evening to cut one pair of earrings, right? Cuz I think I mangled the first couple of pairs I tried and then, you know, I think maybe I had some kind of small little vise out in the shed that I went and dug up and finally, you know, got it engineered enough to where I could hold the little bullet case and then cut the thing. And, um, then, you know, I finally got it cut and I was like, wow, this is great. But then I rubbed my hand across it and I think it pretty much cut my finger because it was so sharp, you know? So then I had to, uh, go find some sandpaper downstairs and, you know, sit there and, you know, rub it till it got clean or whatever. And, uh, then, you know, it was like, I finally had this little earring and I, I took it to Heather and I was like, this is, this is it. This is what I'm talking about. And she's like, oh, that's really cool. You know, she's like, I wish it was cleaner and shinier, you know. Cause I think, you know, we'd put it off, of the, you know, her uncle had gotten it off the ground. So it was dirty and everything. So I didn't really think that far ahead. Um But I had like a little Dremel tool, which had a little wire brush on it. So I went and got that and, you know, I, I sat there and like, you know, cleaned it up or whatever. And it actually turned out pretty cool. And, uh, then I was like, well, dang um, how am I going to get this to stay on your ear? You know, I had no idea. I was, I mean, I was completely clueless. And, um, so she was like, well, I think they've got some little earring findings and stuff like down in Tallahassee at either like Michael's or Hobby Lobby. Hobby
0: Lobby wasn't even open then. Yeah. Hobby Lobby. It was just Michael's. That's right.
1: Over by the mall. And, um, So I think we, we, that next day we, we took off down there and, uh, you know, we were looking around Michael's and I found some little earring backs and some glue that I could do it with. And she was walking around. She's like, you know what make these really cool crystals? And you know, they had this plethora of crystals down there. And, uh, so we bought a couple of packs of little crystals or whatever. And, uh, Made her those earrings, and I think she ended up wearing them for Thanksgiving, you know, that that next weekend. And I think, you know, every girl at Thanksgiving ended up buying a pair of them, you know, that I hadn't made yet because it was going to take me forever to make them. Um, But, yeah, we we kind of pre-sold some earrings that day. And, you know, I think we came back home, and we were like, you know, maybe there's something to this. Maybe we ought to put a little more, you know, effort into it and just kind of see what happens cause I'd already been doing the, you know, trying to sell these little parachute cord bracelets and things like that. So I already kind of broken the ice with myself. Cause I'm, you know, if you don't know me, I'm an extremely introverted type person. I hate going out in public. I hate any kind of public speaking. So this for me is way outside my comfort zone. Um, but, you know, I'd already kind of broken the ice with myself as far as being able to go out to a store and, you know, find out who the purchasing agent was or the the owner of the store and starting a conversation about putting my products in their store um, on consignment because nobody wanted to just buy them because they were, um, you know, less than perfect, let's say that. Um, so anyway, you know... So we we kind of thought about it. And so I started putting a little more effort into the design of it and the manufacturing process of it because I knew that we were gonna have to get it made quicker and make more of them to actually be able to make some money off of it. So, you know, I I think, you know, I got on Craigslist and started trying to find a a different kind of saw or, you know, something to cut these things with and, you know, trying to figure out a better way to polish them and, and this whole thing, you know, um, I started going down this rabbit hole and, you know, I did end up buying another, uh, kind of like bandsaw thing that I could cut these things with a lot quicker than I could the pipe cutter, which I used that for a while still, you know, for the, at least the first couple of months to get us going, you know, and then my mom would come over sometimes in the evening and help out. And she'd be over there with a Dremel, like, Polishing these things and these little wire bristles would be spinning out of the thing, hitting us. And yeah. you'd wake up the next morning and be like, Oh my God, oh, yeah. and like find it yeah. in your cheek. I mean, it was just yeah. this whole thing, you know.
0: So tell everybody where the name came from. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Because that was that the part. original question. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Lizzie J's, um, we were going to call the company. What was it? It was
0: Jesse James.
1: We were going to call it Jesse James. And
0: Kelly came up. So let's yeah. go back. So Kelly always comes up with these names, right? And yeah. then we, you know, there's yeah. this thing that comes out of it, right? So he was like, oh, you know, Jesse James. So he comes up with Jesse James. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like I just it was, like a yeah. whole little thing. It was going to be
1: a play on Jesse James, you know, yeah. like, but like the girl. Like but it for it the, girl. Be
0: the girl. Right? Yeah. And because uh, we're selling. Bullets, right? I mean, we're selling bullet jewelry, right? right? I mean, yeah. So we thought we did think of far enough in advance to say, oh well, you know, we should go have our name trademarked. I mean, we knew we knew enough to know that oh well, we may want to talk to an attorney about trademarking our name. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we go see um, Brian Bellamy here in town. We get he's a trademark and and uh, patent attorney. And so tell them about the visit to Brian's office.
1: Yeah, so we sit down and we walk in there. And we're all excited and, you know, like, hey, we got, got this. your name. Yeah, got our name. name. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we
0: had business cards Yeah, man. up. It <laughs> said <laughs> Jesse James. Yeah, we were like all the way down oh, the road. Oh, yeah, we were yeah. way down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So we sit down and, uh, Brian's, you know, we're telling him what we're going to do, and he's kind of, you know... He's, he's looking at us at,
0: like we're crazy. Yeah,
1: like, oh, God, yeah. I'm fixing okay. a I'm fixing rack oh, up on these guys. Right. Like, do y'all you know, have any money? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> y'all are broke. How yeah, are you going to pay right? for me? He's like, well, i tell you what, before we get too far <laughs> down the road, let's just do a little search and see what comes up, you know? And uh, so he gets over there on his computer, and I remember he had one of those... It was one of the first times I'd ever seen one of the, like, stand-up <laughs> desk. you know... He may have even has some kind of like wildly thing that he was like standing on because he's like this avid runner and, you know, and works out all the time. And I was really impressed with all that. But then he's like, damn, you know, and he's like, well, I don't think this is gonna work. And, maybe, and if you
0: know Brian, like Brian's facial expressions like say everything. Yeah. I mean, because he's like you could tell he was like all of a sudden like super uncomfortable. Yeah, we're we
1: were like, like, what's hey, going what's on? Deal, man. What is going on? You know, we're just gonna make some bullet jewelry. And he's yeah. like, Well, you're gonna have to pick a new name. And we're like, what No, is this that? is it. Like This
0: is the name. Yeah, we've got
1: yeah. this whole thing, you know? And he's like, It's not gonna work. And we we're like, why? And he said, Well, and he like flips the screen around. So apparently Jesse Jane is a very prolific porn star.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and so I immediately look at Callie and I'm yeah. like, oh really? Yeah. Where did that name uh-huh. where did you get Jesse uh-huh. Jane uh-huh. from? That like, like, right. just Popped in yeah. your head?
1: Because Heather doesn't, at this point, doesn't really know this side of me that is, like, always coming up with these names and right. this whole right. thing. Yeah, because
0: we never really had a reason to do that. Right. We had nine to five jobs, and we were, yeah. you know. You
1: know, I'm the guy that's always, you know, going down the road, and I see something, I'm like, oh, my God, this will make a great teacher, you know, like, right. just saying, yeah. you know. Yes. So. Yes. so, anyway, um, we got our bubble busted really hard <laughs> Real and fast great. with that because she, uh, she was in all kinds of stuff. I think she was into clothing and I think had her own liquor, like, liquor and oh, lingerie. Wow. And oh, yeah. so, so she
0: had like every single category, yeah. every yeah. jewelry. She, yeah. she had it trademarked. Yeah.
1: It was right? just this whole thing. shotgun earrings for a little bit. <laughs> Not yet. We
0: should have sold them to her. Yeah.
1: That's what we should have done. License been agreement with Jesse um, Jane. So, so anyway, so we came home and, you know, we were all dejecting and stuff and he's like, we got to come up with a new name, you know? And, um, so I was like sitting there and I was like, God, we gotta come up with something and it's gotta be something really safe that <laughs>
0: we I don't wanna have that happen
1: again. <laughs> we can't have that happen again, you know? <sighs> and so I kind of I took uh basically part of Heather's mom's name and part of my mom's names, which was Lily Elizabeth, and we came up with Lizzie J's. Yeah. Um so out of I, Go ahead. Well, and so Lilia, yeah, the whole Lizzie, and then we had a dog named Jada, yeah, that we had just gotten. So yeah. we kind of combined all Everybody's three, name everything, all, Jays. Of it, together. Yep. all of it together, and yeah. came up with Lizzie J's. Um,
0: so we yeah. ran with Lizzie J's for a, a long time, mm-hmm. but then as you developed more product for for correct men,
1: yeah, um, the, the company initially started out very women. It was a very women's line. Yeah. I mean, it was jewelry. That was mm-hmm. all it was because I was making jewelry out of the, this bullet stuff. But then I started getting into making some leather bracelets and things like that. And then that kind of evolved into leather belts. Um, and I saw an opening for some men's products. And obviously, we can not call it Lizzie J's. A man, man's not gonna right. buy Lizzie J's. Yeah. Right. And then uh, this
0: was when also too, like if you think about salt life, mm-hmm. like everything was like farm life, salt life. Mm-hmm all the lives, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we said, well, I mean, we live in the South and like, we love our lifestyle. lifestyle. It's super laid back. Mm -hmm. It's um, just relaxed. We love regionally where we live. It's beautiful here, right? Um, We love the warm weather. So like we just took our life and said, okay, well, what is it about our life that we like? And we love living in the South. And um, so Kelly said, you know, it's going to be Southlife, and that's going to be the men's side of the business. And so that's how we ran with it for a very long time. So we had two names, two two everything. When we went to Martin Atlanta, we had a Southlife booth, a Lizzie J's booth. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it went for a very long time. Um, And so, but eventually we kind of, Lizzie J's kind of dropped off, and we have focused over the past eight or nine years on Southlife. So that is an extremely long answer okay. to your first question. Making. Yes, that's how it's we crazy. got South Life. <laughs> I think what I think what is important about that whole question and that whole answer is, you know, I think with entrepreneurs in general, people, somebody told me this one time um perfection is the enemy of progress Mm -hmm. and so if you're waiting for something to be perfect or if you think that you're going to end up today where you start Mm -hmm. there are two very real things about that no you're not because life and and things are constantly changing Mm -hmm. and if that is your outlook then you're going you're not going to grow and you're going to die because you have to evolve if you want to stay alive and so, if if we would have stopped at Cobra Chords, mm-hmm. yeah. we still wouldn't be here. So, I think you just have to be open to what to what the universe, what God is bringing into your orbit. And you have to be able and willing to adapt those things. And, and that's how we've had three adaptations now of names from something we've been doing for 14 years. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well... In the midst of all that, co records Lizzie J's South Life, did you slash do you recommend having some sort of business plan? So, I think I'll take this question. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because this is probably more along where I fall. Yeah. Um, I would absolutely recommend having a business plan. However, we never had a business plan. Um, I think if we'd have had a business plan, we probably wouldn't have started because I don't know that we would have thought that there was a customer willing to buy our like to buy our product because yeah, I think, the product really didn't exist. And
1: yeah, well, I think you can overanalyze something too, and kind of that analysis paralysis thing that people talk about all the time. You know, I think if we hadn't just got out gotten out there and taken an idea and just started beating the bushes and you know running
0: with it. Running
1: with it, you know, it would have never happened, mm-hmm. you know. Um, because and a perfect example is, you know, I think Heather at one point when we were doing Lizzie J's, um, I think she had finally kinda gotten laid off for real, you know, and so she was going I think going to help me try and get some product out there. And she just started cold calling, you know, different stores and boutiques and things like that. And got nowhere. I mean, it was, you tried to call somebody and say, Hey, I've got some bullet earrings I want you to buy. And people would just think you are absolutely crazy. Yeah.
0: You never
1: got anywhere. We never got anywhere. But then if she could actually take the product, you know, and dress kind of a certain way, you know, and, you know, present it, Then she had a completely different result. So I I think to that answer, you know, action will always get you somewhere. You know, you can have the best ideas and the best, you know, ideology about something, but unless you actually put something behind it, nine times out of 10, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I think a business plan, you know, we look at business planning now, it's a very integral part of what we do, but um, it's also, you know, we've realized over the years where we've made those stumbles and where we've made those pitfalls and, you know, where we now test all of our assumptions. Mm-hmm. Any assumption we have about our business, we test it um, mm-hmm. and, and fully vet that idea because... Um, you know, we employ people now. It's not just Kelly she and I, I, Yeah. right? And yeah, so we could take a big risk. Yeah, you don't, you don't take. You're not willing to take our risk tolerance over the past 14 years is a lot lower than our <laughs> risk tolerance was 14 years ago. I we had, had nothing to lose. My God, I
1: had no risk. We
0: tolerance. had no risk. We had nothing to lose. We had. You and know, that's probably
1: we were, why we were successful. Because yeah. I mean, I would, God, I would do anything and everything to. Yeah. Yeah. try and get something off the ground you know yeah. Um, yeah. today's a little bit different story you know yeah, sure. so
0: so we are advocates of a business plan today yeah. to answer your question yes. but in the beginning we didn't even that's know what it was I had yeah. no
1: clue what a business plan was <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. so yeah. don't let that stop someone. don't let that yeah. stop yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah do we have time for one more quick question Macy I or so Um. I think
1: Sorry, sorry, to <laughs> taking too much YouTube uh, down. <laughs> um, why don't we talk a little bit about the culture of South Life, the culture of the company? Like, how did you guys establish that culture? What does that look like?
0: That's been very hard fought over a long period of time. Again, you're talking to two people who never sat out or intended to start a business, and so you know, culture is one of those things that we have over the past several years really come to understand it's very important. And so, you know, we, our biggest thing is we want everybody to come to work and enjoy being there. You know, I, we say a lot, I don't wanna walk on eggshells when I walk in the door. I don't want somebody to have a chip on their shoulder. We don't like drama. We don't do drama. Um, and so, and we want it to be a family type atmosphere, you know. Um, We care about our employees. We care about what's going on. We care about their lifestyle. And, and, you know, we want to make sure that they enjoy working with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, over the years, we used to hire for skill set. You know, we Mm -hmm. used to be like, oh, you know, can you sew? Or, you know, whatever skill set that we were looking for. Now, we hire for attitude, you know, um, culture fit, you know, making sure that this is somewhere that you want to be. We spend a lot of time on the the front with somebody trying to um, let them get to know us and get to know you guys. And you know, and um, we rely a lot on our current employees for referrals. You know, so if somebody is is referring somebody to come to work at Southlight, more than likely we're going to hire them because. You want that person on your team. And so um, for us, culture is, is paramount. So we, are hire, we hire now for, um, for fit. And we hire if you have a teachable spirit. You know, that's one of the first things that we ask is, do you have a teachable spirit? Do you, are you willing to learn? Because Kelly and I are still learning every day we're learning. Our whole team every day is learning. So it's a very large learning environment. You have to be able to um, absorb and be okay with change if anybody knows us, you might ask the question today, and what do we say? Well, today the answer is this: it might not be that tomorrow, because we it might not be that
1: in thirty minutes. We might
0: not be that. Thir- we might learn something that changes our opinion, and so we are always in a learning <laughs> mode. Um, and so I think a lot of people can't do that, right? That that's not a a, a personality or a character. Um, you know that that somebody trait that somebody might have, and so we are very upfront with with how fluid things can be in our world. So culture, I think, is is what we hire for now, um, and that's very hard to define. Like, what is the culture of South Life. I think it's that that's a hard thing to define in any in any company. But we know what we hire for. We don't hire for skill set
1: anymore yeah, because nighttime. we can
0: teach. Yeah. We can teach what we're looking for. Nine times
1: out of ten, if we're hiring and somebody comes in and is telling me, "I know how to sew. I can. I right. work. You know, I've done leather work for however many years." Nine times out of ten, I'm not hiring them. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's happened in the past. You you bring somebody in like that, and the way that we do things, probably nine times out of ten, and how they do things, you know. So it always ends up being this clash of, you know, ideology. And, you know, we've been successful with what we do and how we do. So not saying that I'm not open to learning new ways or new practices, you know, but pretty much what I'm going to have you doing in the very beginning, you know, I need you to learn that process because then that builds into something else. Mm -hmm. And when you come in already... Wanting to
0: start it somewhere else. That's right. Start at a different level. Yeah. I think it's like... Um, work ethic is very important for us. So people getting in and like learning every aspect of the business Mm -hmm. because, you know, you've been with us a long time. Mm -hmm. We have others that have been with us for a long time and they, you didn't start out doing what you're doing now. Right. (laughs) Definitely not. Right. And so, but like, if you didn't have that groundwork, that understanding Mm -hmm. Of and so we really hire, and I think the company culture is Mm -hmm. growth, yeah, and open to the process, open room to grow, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So, I think that's that's kind of probably a good stopping point for today. You know, we can sit here and talk all day long, Mm -hmm. Um, you can. Yes, we, I bet you talked this time more than I did. (laughs) This is part one, because I think we did have a couple more questions about, about small business growth. So, um, all right, well, thank you guys for tuning in and stay tuned for next time.